0: Danger Josh.
1: Possibly dangerous Ellie.
0: I don't know. What
1: did you what did you want to do? What? You wanted you picked one.
0: No, I never did.
1: Okay, I thought you did. Anyway, let's let the the listeners decide. Greetings know. listeners.
0: Hi, hi, listeners. We're here today to introduce we are here on this day mm-hmm. to bring you into an episode with our friend Allie Wahlberg.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Got a you got a great episode ahead of you.
0: She's an awesome human um, who uh, like many other professional humans got her episode just straight up interrupted by our stupid dog. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was awesome.
1: An exclusive club.
0: Or an exclusive <laughs> club of twenty people. That have had their episodes interrupted. (laughs) Um, uh, I don't know what I was going to talk about. Oh, tickets go on sale tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow.
0: Tickets to our live episode. We're getting more and more nervous excited by the day.
1: nerve sighted. More and more every day.
0: More and more enthusiastically nervous (laughs) every day uh so tickets go on sale tomorrow which is monday march 28th if you're listening to this and you already missed it you missed it
1: too bad sorry it happens we feel bad but we're gonna do this again if it doesn't stink which we're pretty sure it's not gonna
0: so far it doesn't stink
1: yeah it's not gonna not gonna be terrible i don't think Mm -mm. uh and uh so yeah yeah we're we're gonna keep keep at it that's about it all right. Let's
0: talk to Allie.
1: Yeah. Uh, here's our episode with Allie. Um, stay tuned for some more information on some of the other things that we have going on. And uh, you might be seeing ads trickling in uh, soon for for particular things or other events that we're trying to do, like uh, potentially a, sur- a listener survey. So without any further uh, of a do, mm-hmm. here's our episode with Ally. Three, two, one, go. Yep, that. Ready? Yes.
0: Hi, Josh. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Allie Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you?
2: I am lovely. How are you? Good.
1: It's going to be difficult keeping track of who's talking to who because one is Ally and one's Ellie.
2: It's totally different. Very. It's very complicated. I can, <laughs> I can also see. we sound different, right? Right. Yeah. You've got this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Also, when you're talking to her, you can look that way. When you're talking to me, you can look this way.
1: I meant for the the audience.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Let's get started. <laughs> uh, we're here with our friend Allie Wahlberg. And Allie is a senior product training specialist at Ameriprise. Right? I am. Um, but also very active in helping lead other local organizations like Ignite Minneapolis, St. Paul Tweet Up. Uh, what else? What else are you involved in? Are those the two main groups? Those are my big ones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought it's cool that you have an affinity with organizations in both. Minneapolis and Saint Paul, instead of saying Twin Cities, but really meaning Minneapolis. So good
2: job! Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> In my heart, I'm a Saint Paul girl. Oh yeah, but I love Minneapolis. So you as
0: well. came out of town, went out of town. I did to be
2: here tonight. It was it was intense. Yeah, I came to the fair it. city to the west. Yes,
0: cool. Uh, so we're here today to talk about public speaking and communication. Woohoo! And we will do our best to communicate that well. Uh this is a uh an area of expertise for you and one that you like to talk about and train about, correct? It is true. And we um we had heard of you at the we first encountered you at the ignite. At the last ignite last fall.
2: It was winter. When was winter. it? Winter. Yeah. It, it was, was like cold.
1: March or May. Last I think year. it
2: was November. I think it was November. It no. was Ignite 9. It was,
1: it's close. It was March. Cold. November, <laughs> it's pretty close. It
2: was November.
0: November. Uh, that was when we first started tweeting to you, and you and I started talking, we and did. then we went to your workshop, which was delightful. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, focused a lot on how to uh, put together and give an Ignite specific uh, mm-hmm. yes, uh, public speaking thing presentation
2: is the word put together a good proposal and give a good talk
0: yeah it was good this is so timely because I just came straight from work where I had to present something and my I was presenting uh some uh numbers and an award at a company all company meeting and I only had to talk for about two minutes and I was a wreck because I knew I was gonna cry because it was we were wrapping up a project that we'd been working on for a long time. And I was giving out this award, and I was kind of sappy about it. Mm-hmm. So I had psyched myself into this. And, and the thing was at the end of the day. Oh, and so yeah. I had psyched myself into this thing all day. Like, oh, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. And then I started talking and just, like... <laughs> I didn't lose it. I got through my thing,
2: but it, okay. it, it wasn't... You are feeling some emotions. It
0: wasn't great. So, um, I, can you share with us, uh, as you've trained people and worked with people, Like, what are the most common anxieties or fears that people encounter when they think about doing public speaking?
2: Yeah. I, uh, I think people are afraid of saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is when you teach and work on public speaking, you feel a lot of pressure yourself mm-hmm. to do a good job and not say um and not say ah. Mm-hmm. And I think the important thing to realize for me and anybody else is that everybody makes mistakes, mm-hmm. roll with it mm-hmm. and breathe. That's always my, my biggest piece of advice. Usually when people are anxious and nervous, they're,
0: they're not breathing. How, how do right. you remember to do that? Cause I don't remember.
2: Well, if I have notes, I always write it. I honestly write it in there. When I first started teaching public speaking at Colorado State uh, University, it was part of my master's program. So I had to get up and I was 24, 23, 24 at the time. and I had to teach college. So <laughs> that is, they're not that much younger than me. No. I had Same you know the, the training from from my school, but I had to kind of dive in and go for it. And so I had my speaking notes and I would write, breathe, pause, and then tell my students to do the same thing mm-hmm. when they got up to the lectern or the podium. Write that in there. Absolutely. Write reminders to yourself if it's a speech where you have those notes. Yeah. Don't say like. um. So I'll write that in there. Oh, interesting.
1: Oh, man. That's <laughs> doing this podcast. I I have just realized how many times I say like in any given situation, and that's that's the most annoying thing with me. So. I think
2: people get really psyched out about it because as we're all talking, mm-hmm. I'm trying really hard not to say like or um <laughs> or ah because we're talking mm-hmm. about how to communicate better. And so yeah. people have very high expectations. Mm-hmm. I think if you yeah. can show people that you say it too and you struggle with it too, that, that really helps when you're helping someone communicate. But mm-hmm. everyone is nervous. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. essentially people are just afraid to put themselves out there. Screw up. I think they're scared to screw up. I think every little flaw that you hear when you listen to a recording of your voice or see a speech that you have given mm-hmm. uh, is amplified and magnified in your head. And right. you just, like you said, psych yourself out. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to do this thing. And what are people going to think? And yeah. the reality is most people in your audience are rooting for you. But Yeah. Right. That
0: was actually really helpful to talk about was that um, people who are watching you want you to succeed. They don't want you to get up there and bomb it. No. Nobody feels...
2: No. Nobody. No one roots for that. Right. <laughs> and if you do... You, you should go. That's terrible. That's rude. That's the vast minority of people, especially at something like Ignite, where yeah. people are coming to hear ideas and be inspired. Mm-hmm. Everybody and in the audience fun. wants you... To have fun, so that they can have fun, right? Right. When someone you know makes a mistake or is visibly uncomfortable, everyone gets really uncomfortable. So I think it's important to remember whether it's work or a formal speech or mm-hmm. a talk, anything like that. Even if you're asked to give a presentation on a project that people should probably want to hear about your project, right. right? They don't. They aren't worried about what your hair looks like or if you have something in your teeth or if you say um.
0: Mm-mm. I got <clears throat> I got pretty good at pausing
2: and yes and
0: that's really hard to do and I used to do a lot of uh, corporate training um, several I just said um several years ago and I, I got pretty good at just pausing when I needed to collect myself and and using it as a, a powerful moment instead of a weak moment yep. and I think if you can collect yourself but I have not gotten that skill back it hasn't come back in as I've done more Uh, speaking and I just try to fly through it as fast as I can (laughs) and get
2: it over with and it doesn't feel like it's working I think practice is key Mm -hmm. anything you don't do for a while or you know I I did Toastmasters for three years so every week I was getting up doing table topics Mm -hmm. impromptu Mm -hmm. speaking when I was teaching I was up in front of the class every day and then you get into a phase in your career or a part of your life where you're just going with the flow doing your job but you're not getting up in front of people and all of a sudden you're paralyzed with fear and you lose (laughs) those those little things so that's that's one of the things that we're hoping to accomplish by offering workshops with Mm -hmm. ignite Mm -hmm. is a place to practice and a place to build that skill that isn't necessarily in a, a corporate toastmasters club sure um just kind of another avenue for practice it's
0: definitely a skill that degrades when you don't do it um what about the difference between practicing and rehearsing? Because practice I think about get just getting really familiar with the material mm-hmm. that's different. that's a that is an important preparation, but it's different from actually going through your presentation out loud. So there's I think of practicing as just doing it a lot, even though it's um, real speeches that you're giving. It's still a practice that you're doing regularly. And then rehearsing is standing in front of the mirror and, and doing it. You do that a lot, right?
2: I do. When I'm preparing for something, whether work-related, Ignite, mm-hmm. when I was preparing to do the Ignite workshop. Right. Giving it as if I'm actually going to be giving it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree that practice is something you could do kind of anytime, mm-hmm. anywhere with any topic. Mm-hmm. Kind of impromptu speaking, putting yourself in situations where you have to speak up is good, (laughs) even if it's out of your comfort zone. And then when you have something really specific where you have to convey a message like Ignite, you have to rehearse quite a bit for something like that because it's such a concise visual way of speaking.
0: Mm -hmm. How do you get yourself to a place where you can give a presentation that's not just reading PowerPoint slides to a group?
2: Well, I think Ignite is a great example of that. So having less text on your slides, having, mm-hmm. having content that's just cues, visual or even you know, verbal word cues is important. If you put too much content on your slide, you're almost always going to rely on that as a crutch. One of the things that I do is, you know, if I'm thinking about what I want to say and what I want to communicate, I will write that out. But then when I practice, I don't do word for word. Mm-hmm. I'll do an outline. And I think that's a powerful way to get your main points across, understand what you're saying, have it all in your head. But then if you make a mistake or you stumble, which is inevitable, you're not going to freak out and panic and lose your place. Right. Yeah. Because you practice for that. You know that it, there's going to be some variation and uniqueness to every performance of that presentation.
1: Right. And that definitely, like we've seen that recently play out in real life too where we we've been doing a lot of apartment hunting lately. And you would go in and there would be people who would present things to you in a natural way, be able to field questions on the fly because they just (laughs) know it all. But then like we we were at this one where we were marked on it because it was so like robotic. And any question you brought up, she'd be like, we're going to cover that later.
0: She never did. Wow. She never got back to it. Question time
1: is that is not good. Yeah. 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 And then um and then even at the end, like she had written a bunch of stuff out and Ellie wanted to look at it, but she like snatched the the thing back so that she could make her her pitch end or whatever it was and fold it back up and put her card in the thing. Like it was a prop basically for this closing.
0: And wow. was like, that was ridiculous. That was the worst one. The second worst one was we, this woman was clearly in a hurry and it was a Saturday. She'd had a lot of showings. We, she, she gets us to the elevator and she's, you know, rushing us to the elevator because she has someone after us too. She pushes the button and stops herself and says, oh, what am I doing? And backs away from the elevator, turns around and makes this gesture with her arms like, welcome to blah, 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 apartments. And then goes into this total speech thing. Oh, that was weird! Super fake and weird. And we we're like, you can skip, skip that part. That you is bizarre. Skip the fake stuff. We, that actually, we actually don't want <laughs> not to see super that interested. Part. Just right. show us the apartment. Thanks. Well,
2: I think this illustrates quite nicely. Even if you're not going to give speeches for your living, if yeah. it's more of an interpersonal or small group. Everyone mm-hmm. talks to someone mm-hmm. at right. some point during their day, and I think. The notion of public speaking or doing it an Ignite can feel really scary and big. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not doing that, I think there's a lot of value in, in having it be a thing you work on yeah. and refine. Mm-hmm. And that's really my goal as I've grown as a public speaker and as someone who's really passionate about helping others give speeches and presentations. Uh, I always asked my students, how do you feel about public speaking on the first day? And I'd have them write it down, and then we'd go around. And most people said, terrified. One person said, I'd rather die. Some people said, okay, or I did speech in high school, so I'm feeling pretty confident. But most people took a lot of comfort in the mm-hmm. fact that most people were just miserable and nervous. And my goal was, <laughs> I want you to feel better. And right. that's kind of my philosophy sure. since then, that I want to help people feel Better. Whatever that baseline, your starting point is, if I can get you to okay, I'm feeling not quite so horrible about this and I have a little more confidence. That's I'm I get really excited about that.
0: Why are we so universally terrified of it? If we're all afraid, then who should should none of us be afraid, right? (laughs) You'd think so. It's weird. It is weird. I have met I met I can think of one person. Two people just aren't afraid of it at all they're indifferent to it they're like whatever Mm -hmm. and even those two people they don't get themselves all worked up about it but they do get anxious
2: yes i absolutely do get nervous and anxious Mm -hmm. i think what i've been able to do is channel it into energy Mm -hmm. and excitement because Mm -hmm. it's something i love to do and once i'm in front of an audience of any size i get really enthusiastic and excited about it yeah but up until that point when I'm up there, oh I get nervous. I, I just don't... remember to breathe. <laughs> that's yeah. my biggest my biggest thing. Now I, I get nervous.
1: I don't like I don't worry about it or anything like that. I just know that I'm going to be nervous because I don't want to screw up. But that's really about it. I just don't want to fail. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Yeah.
2: And none of us do. So why are we all so nervous? Right. I don't know. There's something we give each instinctive in it. And I think It's so cool that there are places you can go and and celebrate that. Mm -hmm. And I love all of the, you know, various TED Talks and podcasts and all of that stuff that brings public speaking to anybody who wants to tune in. Mm -hmm. There's all this amazing free content of people sharing their ideas. That's so cool. I don't
0: really think of the podcast as public speaking, but uh, people come up to me all the time and talk about the podcast. Mm -hmm. So it starts to hit me that people are listening when in the moment we're just sitting here and there's a talking there's a couple of us and it's no big deal so i don't get nervous (laughs) about recording it but then later i go oh oh
2: yeah people heard that we actually have an audience okay yeah interesting it's a an interesting kind of communication Mm -hmm. so there are about 957
0: million articles that are called something to the effect of uh Ten easy ways to be mm-hmm. overcome your anxiety of public right. speaking, and they all say it's easy. Why? Right. Why do they say it's it's not easy?
2: Right? It's work. I, I don't think it's, it's easy. hard work. I think it takes practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think anything that tells you the stuff that is meaningful is easy is just some slick marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There's that. There's that Quick phrase win. that everyone knows: public speaking ain't easy.
2: No. Yeah. That's I've not heard a that. phrase, is it? No, it's not. Let's make it a phrase. (laughs) Let's make it a phrase. We'll put it on a shirt.
1: Public speaking, it ain't easy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's going to be your new shirt. (laughs) I love it. And on the back, it says, wear soft pants. Absolutely. You can only wear that shirt with (laughs) yoga pants. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. mandatory. Mm
0: -hmm. For our listeners, we had determined this was a soft pants indeed, uh, recording tonight, so we're all wearing soft pants. This is a soft pants home.
2: And we are safe here.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. What uh, what else? There are, you, you have a lot of ideas um that you shared at the workshop about just things you can do to make yourself feel comfortable like your choice the choices you make during the day, the things you choose to wear, how you prepare. What else is there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think of the like when you think about the the big day of preparing going into the week like if I were going to give a presentation Thursday. Um I try to obviously practice and mm-hmm. rehearse and then right before, like the day of, I'll run through it once. Mm-hmm. I don't want to overpractice. You don't cram. Right, you don't. Know, I've never been a big crammer. I kind of do my work a little bit more ahead of time because I find that I psych myself out too much if I mm. get too in my head. So if I'm gonna get up, go to work, and then give an ignite that night, mm-hmm. which is pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about all those people who are gonna be there. It's I, like I seven hundred. Went... Oh yeah, it's right. really it's, it's a intense. Lot. Okay then, you know, run through it once and say, I'm good. I've got this. Got it. Uh, and just tell myself that a lot. <laughs> uh, and I dress in an outfit that's super comfortable. I don't wear like long necklaces, anything that I'll play with. Because um, mm-hmm. I have a tendency to fidget with something, mm-hmm. you know, if I have like a, a zipper or something like that. So mm-hmm. wear something that you feel really confident in that you can stand confidently in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like to practice uh, rehearse in these shoes that I will be wearing as well mm-hmm. so that I'm not I mean I don't own a lot of crazy stilettos or anything but mm-hmm. if it's going to be you know fancy shoes for a fancy speech I like to feel really confident and centered in what I'm doing
0: not like you're gonna fall over or yeah do that wobble thing
2: right yeah. exactly and <laughs> and so then I think about you know how how is the physical space going to look with Ignite, I think that uh, Patrick does a really great job preparing speakers for that. So you don't just walk on wondering what's going to happen. You know, he'll tell you, here's how the mic is going to be set up. Here's You'll have your little kind of security screen with your slides. And so I think anytime you can gather that information, you know, if it's a meeting at work, what room will you be in? Mm-hmm. Making sure that, you know, aside from any visual aids or technology, that you understand the space. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be kind of crammed in the front? Are you going to be by the door, I think that can really help put your Mm -hmm. mind at ease if you can kind of picture the the physical space as well. Um, And then just, you know, like I've said before, breathe um, and have whatever uh, notes you need. I think not everyone has to memorize everything they're ever going to say. I always discourage people from having the entire content of their speech written out, (laughs) whether you're practicing or actually giving it. Sure that can be really tricky, because then your inclination is to read it word for word. And mm-hmm. I think that always comes across to an audience, whether they can see you or not, that you sound like you're you're reading. So, hmm. But if you need a note card or a sheet of paper with your main points, whatever that looks like for you, I say go for it. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you practice with whatever that tool is so that you can use it effectively in a, a non-distracting way. Um, one of the things I do is I judge high school speech. Mm-hmm. So I just am in my 11th season of doing that. So wow. I've been doing that for 11 years mm-hmm. and it is absolutely one of my passions. I love it. So I go on Saturdays and I write critiques and give feedback to high school students who are giving presentations. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I often tell them is if they're still using their, their script for their speech is to just practice using it so it's not something that you're fiddling with or moving around a lot and distracting your audience nothing wrong having it you can absolutely use it as a tool but make sure that you're aware of how your body is interacting Mm -hmm. with that piece of paper or that notebook or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that that's always helpful for me to think about too
0: i actually write everything that i'm going to say out but then i don't bring it
2: oh yeah that's that's good i want to prove to myself
0: that i can absolutely compose those thoughts at least once
2: Oh, yes. And with but my typing. night two, I wrote it out completely. Oh, okay. I, and then you just didn't. Use and then it I as made your... like a little okay. kind of outline that I practiced from. Mm-hmm. So I started it knowing this is in an ideal world under this is perfect what I circumstances, say. this is what I want to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there were definitely things I wanted to get word for word, and mm-hmm. I focused on rehearsing those, so I would say them in just the right way that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I did not let myself practice with that.-hmm.
0: Do you sometimes feel? That you have not done a good job presenting because you didn't say them just the way you thought you were going to, but it still came out. Nobody knew the difference because you still got your point across, but it didn't it didn't have that perfect combination of sentences.
2: Absolutely. And I tend to practice or rehearse any conclusions, Mm -hmm. introductions, transitions more than anything else Mm -hmm. because when I write something or want to like like with an ignite I think the first line and the last line are really powerful Mm -hmm. so practice the hell out of those make sure sure that I know if I get lost in my first point I know how I'm going to get to my second point Mm
0: -hmm. oh sure
2: because inevitably you'll you'll stumble you'll forget something but if you can get back to what you were saying and back to your point I think that's really great. And if you know in your heart that you know that last line and you're going to nail it, Mm -hmm. it helps build your confidence throughout the speech as well. Sure.
0: That's really good advice to practice how you're going to get from one point to the next. And I think that's where I have tended to
2: use the pauses. That's a very good strategy. Because I'm
0: I'm lost. I just need to look down for a sec. (laughs) It
2: makes you look really smart.
0: It does, right? (laughs) I mean,
2: I, I have never, honestly, I have listened to thousands of speeches. And I've never heard anyone talk too slow. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard a pause where I thought, oh, no, they're really messing it up. I mean, sometimes you can tell someone might be thinking or they might have forgotten something if they look a little panicked. But you can kind of you can see and pull it together. And it just it's such a beautiful thing when someone (laughs) can pause. My inclination is always to apologize. Oh, so I have a tendency to even if I did nothing wrong, oh I'm so sorry, or oh I messed up. That's that's my natural mm-hmm. state. So I've really had to fight that as a speaker to say, pause. No one knows you made a mistake. <laughs> Apologizing it is just gonna draw attention to it. And sometimes all of those things are going through my head as I'm pausing. Right. Okay. And then you get back on track. It's like and,
0: going, Do you see this zit? Is it yeah, noticeable? My skin looks awful today. Jeez.
2: Exactly.
1: Use your hand to like highlight something that's on the screen yeah. really quick while you're doing that. Or too. you
0: can kinda of rock this like Steve Jobs looking out. You look
2: very intelligent. Intensive. I think.
0: Yeah. I think.
2: And as someone who has a tendency to fill every pause and be super exuberant and talk fast and ah I, I have to. I have to fight that urge. You have to work. I have to work at that. It's a- not easy.
0: No, it's not it's easy. All of hard this is work. hard work. I'm interested yeah, public in... public speaking ain't easy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like With soft yeah. pants.
0: That's now the title of this episode. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm interested in the I'm sorry thing because this is something I've been fighting, not in presenting, but just in my life, it is apologizing. And so often I'll start to say it and not sorry i'm not gonna i'm just gonna be quiet because
2: i'm not sorry is it transferring to your day-to-day life it is i think the things that i have worked on in my speaking have just kind of trickled down into my life another thing i focus on is saying so as a way to start my sentences so so blah 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 whatever Mm -hmm. it is
1: yeah i do that in
2: writing it i do too in emails i'll write it I've I've really had to watch that. And I think as a younger female in the business world as well, I've become much more aware of qualifying what I'm saying overall, whether that's apologizing Mm -hmm. or saying just I was just giving you an update Mm -hmm. on this project. No, I am giving you an update. I am
0: totally giving you an update.
2: I try really hard not to say it or write mm-hmm. it, and that's a work in progress for me. But mm-hmm. it all comes down to okay, if I can do it in a speech, if I can refine my language and my communication, I can do it a little I, better in my real life too, mm-hmm. or in my my everyday work life. I that's use a cool. lot of
1: flowery stuff too, and you do like yeah in writing especially. I'm really bad at it, hmm. um, but are you I bad got at this, it
0: or good at it?
1: I'm super bad at it, Uh Um, but I got this app, uh, it's the Hemingway app, so it basically just has you remove any colorful text, (laughs) any... (laughs) That's amazing. So so if I really have a question about it, I'll run it through that, but um, yeah, that was a lot of help in... After using that for a while, I, I've started to self edit.
2: Simplify? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think in my personal life too. Sometimes my boyfriend will say, Are you, are you, you're, why are you sorry? I don't, I don't understand what you're sorry about. And then I'll say, I'm not actually sorry I'm about not anything. Sorry. I didn't do anything that would require an apology. So it's been nice to have not only the self editing, but also someone to say, You didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we all need to hear oh. that. Oh,
0: time out. Dabby. Dabby. That's
1: maybe the kids?
0: That's an hour. It's not. Okay. One second.
2: Yeah.
1: He's got a trash on every episode Dobby. in some way.
2: He needs to self-edit.
1: Yeah, he does. He needs to.
2: Or say he's sorry.
1: Say <laughs> so you're sorry, Dabby.
2: We knew the dog was going to make absolutely that's just a given i said he should
0: apologize he should apologize (laughs) he actually
2: owes us an apology he should be sorry we don't need to apologize but he does no
0: you're right so Allie, do you know about the random questions jar
2: i have heard of this mystical creature i have never seen it
0: it says random questions jar it says random question mark apostrophe i love it jar so you get to choose one but then you have to put a question in but then it's secret Yeah, we don't know what they You wouldn't know
2: who did what. That's true. We don't. Mm, I'm nervous. Hmm. Are you sorry? I'm not sorry in the least. Good. (laughs) What's your question? When is the last time somebody did something really nice for you?
0: Oh, that's a good question.
2: That's a really good question. Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: Was it an hour ago giving you an ice ball? (laughs)
2: <laughs> absolutely that was so kind we're, and nice now
0: we're gonna have to do no you have to answer the question for serious though i yeah, can't say that serious. but we are drinking gins with ice balls in them
1: i'm not drinking gin
0: you, but you still have an it's ice very ball. fancy there's so many nice things people do all the time what's the last one that's the only one you have to think of
2: well, when I did the Ignite speaking workshop, mm-hmm. I got some really lovely feedback, and people took the time out of their day to email and say, say, here's how your words and what you put together impacted me. Cool. And I was so touched that people would take time to do that. That's and awesome. They came to this thing, and they got some value, and it was my first time doing something like this, and it meant so much to me. So I have been trying to uh, take time. To email people. One of the things like for the St. Paul tweet up, uh, sometimes we go, we basically, it's a group of people who meet in the fair city of St. Paul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anybody's welcome. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to live in St. Paul. You just have to go there. Yeah. And like over and cool people. Um, And so oftentimes we'll have servers or managers at the restaurants that are just so amazing. So Mm -hmm. I've been trying to, and these people who have given me feedback and positivity, have inspired me to take the time, call, send an email, and follow up and say, you did a really great job. Nice. And give examples of like, here's how this person reached out and made our event and my life better. So they gave
1: you specific feedback. Feedback. They sure did.
2: Feedback is a gift. Yeah, it is. It is. Wise wise people
0: once said that. When when people ask uh, or Tell me that they've listened to any of our episodes. I say, what specifically did you like and not like? <laughs> How can we improve? I'm like a walking comment card.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really important piece of it. Is someone saying this piece of advice you gave me really helped me, and mm-hmm. here is why? And mm-hmm. I submitted my talk, some, you know, my talk proposal, and I'm like, it just gets me so excited about life too. <laughs> that's awesome. So that professionally and personally means a whole heck of a lot.
0: Nice, cool. Well, thanks for talking to us today. This was super fun. So fun. Now you get to think of your question and put it in the jar. I am going to make it good. But we can wrap up first. All right. Cool. Thank you,
2: guys. Thanks, Allie.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks again for listening, humans. As always, you can find us on Twitter at ProHumans, on our Facebook page, Prohumans Podcast on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash prohumans or go the easy route and log on to prohumans.com where you can find all that stuff and more. This is Danger wishing you a professional week.